This week, three sides of the coin. We're back to being called three sides of the coin. I guess Ed is permanent again. Hey, oh. Hey. Seriously, oh. though, this week we're joined for his third time on the show, David from Kiss Replica, talking about Kiss sneakers, creatures costumes, Sammy Serpent, so much cool stuff. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. I'm going to do this. We haven't done this in a long well, hold time. Hold on. I thought it was two. It was just you and me. Yeah, I know. We, I just didn't officially get around to trademarking two sides of the coin yet. So we're okay. still officially three sides. And, and, and Ed is here. <laughs> he decided to be part of us again. Hey, Ed, any comments? Better to do. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a several. Good. Go for it. Do something. Yeah. Make yourself okay, worthwhile. So, As my dad would say, make yourself worthwhile. Earn your keep. Okay, so this yeah, is, earn your keep, this man. Is the, yeah, this is the best one of all of them. This is from G. John Clark. It's funny how Mark can be a bit of a food snob. But he loves his cereal. I totally understand it in the same way. It was just exactly it, you know? We'll drive around the block for 45 minutes so he decides that that's the place we're having dinner. But he'll just open up cereal for dinner. He was like, whatever. Um, I've not seen any comments today. I haven't, I haven't looked at anything. Yeah, that's okay. Um, and then there's several people who really like the, the interview with the band. And um, Chris Sari said, if Branville is not on the show, then it becomes audio only podcast. And he's right. I don't even know if we could pull off the audio. I don't even know if you guys could do audio only. Seriously, no. I, have, no. I, I have little faith in you being able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no Branville, no we know show. This. Yeah, basically, yeah, no Branville, no, no show. show. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've proven that. We've and guess what? Time time I know there's again. a few people that would be quite happy if that was the case. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cesspool would be, you know, cheering in the streets. No no twat waffles, no show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We've let you down time and time again. We know this is impossible. Any, any more comments or are you just limiting yourself to two? Uh, I was just going to limit it to two because it's been almost two hours and Mark's hungry and he wants to go upstairs and watch his, his uh, hockey team lose. They continue to lose because they're already losing. So I don't know why yeah. he's in a rush to leave. Um, it's like watching the- but, but before I get to uh, this week's guest, I want to just remind everybody, we are giving away an autographed copy of Wendy O. Williams' WOW album, autographed, personally autographed by West Beach. Nice. So it's very easy to enter. It just takes an email address. Head over to threesidesofthecoin.com slash contest and enter. I think the contest closes April 15th. So... Very, it's a super cool album, no doubt. And getting it very nice of Wes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And when that's done, we've got a few more contests that I got to get up and running. So, um, all right. There's nothing really new in in Kiss news. Paul Stanley Soul Station is out. Maybe we'll talk about that in another week or two. Um, no word. Nothing's changed tour wise, although I heard rumors that there's a hold on a date in San Francisco, but I'm not going to get into that because that's a year from now. Well, Mike, real quick, it, it, I tomorrow I just got an email um, two days ago from Six Man, you know, wanting money. Um, they're, still, they're, they're still planning it. 
Yep. I was going to say there, I'm calling there tomorrow because uh, tomorrow's my, uh, anyone who's ever gone on the cruise, you can pay all up at front or you can pay in stages. Um, I got my last payment um, uh, due tomorrow. And uh, I got a few, few questions for them, you know, um, but they sent me an email They're you know, the, the normal, you know, few days ahead of time, Hey, your next scheduled payment is, is X and I'm going to send them, well, uh, send finger, them the fingers crossed and... for you and everybody who's going on the cruise. Yeah. Because the only thing we do know is that kiss is committed to first week of November, November for the Australian Australia shows tour. and the, uh, Kiss Cruise would be directly ahead of that. And I would like to think that, you know, that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we don't know. It's a crazy world right now. But it is. I think the last I heard, some of the cruise lines are going to be opening up this summer, requiring all of the travelers to be vaccinated. Um, But that's, you know, that's a positive sign. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, let's get to this week's guest. And this is a this is his third time on the show. And some great minutiae, some very cool KISS products that are shown in person for the first time. He's he's yes. put some photos up online, but we're joined by David from KISS Replicas. And we talk about the fire that he had. We talk about how COVID's impacted his business. He shares and shows each of the new upcoming KISS sneakers. Full detail, shows us everything, explains all of the the fine minutiae that's going into each of them. Um, Talks about some of the costumes that they're working on. Sammy Serpent. Lots of very cool very cool news coming from David and Kiss Replicas. So let it roll. We'll see you at the end. David from Kiss Replicas. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. everybody we want to welcome back third time i haven't done this in a while besides it's his third time on the show we want to welcome back david from kiss replicas thank you so much for the invite it's always great to be here i always have a lot of fun so anything new to talk about <laughs> where, where do, you, where do, we, where do we want to begin all right oh you know what God. i know we've got some products that we do want to talk about but let's kind of catch up in the last it's been a couple years since you've been on yeah, um, um, so yeah. in that in those last two years you've dealt with a very um significant fire yes and covid I yes. mean, how, how are you guys holding up coming out of that? Let's start with the fire that happened about two years ago. Uh, it was just over two years ago. It was March the 8th, 2019. I just want to make sure I get my dates right. So March the 8th, 2019. And we're now at 
March the 30th. So it, it is literally the anniversary just passed. Um, the, mo the most devastating thing, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And I say that with my hand on, on my heart, it was devastating. The We had a, it was 5,000 square feet plus because I had built out an additional 1,200 square feet interior on the second floor. So we had a lot of real estate and the studio was packed with merchandise to deliver to customers, everything from the superheroes to, to Kiss. And in, in March, the ironic thing, the fire was on the 8th and that was Thursday night transitioning to Friday. On, if I'm not mistaken, literally the weekend on the Sunday, I had um, contacted Doc McGee saying, okay, Jean's, uh, the rest of Jean's tour costumes are ready to go. As you know, the tour started at the end of January 2019, the end of the road, and Gene showed up on stage and he had the one costume. You always want to have backups and extra this and extra that just to make sure. And um, and because some changes had been made from the decision the moment that they had gone on stage, so those changes were incorporated in and the suits were literally completed um, a few days prior. So I said, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to, do you want me to ship them out to you guys? Uh, what, what is exactly that you want? And, and we collectively decided it would be best if I flew out with them to do a final fit onto, onto Gene and make sure that everything worked the way it was supposed to. And then, you know, they, they're off on their own and they do their thing and they have wonderful support for the tour as far as handling the costumes and all that. I do not need to be, I, I, I'm a third wheel at best. So I was supposed to fly out on the Sunday. The fire happened between Thursday night to Friday morning, destroyed everything, everything. It was devastating. Um, I got a call at about a quarter to four in the morning uh, from the alarm company saying that there, there's a fire. I had the whole alarm system and all of that. So I, I, I drive out there thinking, okay, a spider was in front of the, you know, something tipped over, knocked it. All these things are going through my head. I get to one of the traffic lights and I, I live about, two and a half kilometers from the studio at the time. I don't know, that's about, that's less than two miles basically. Right. And as I get to this traffic light, I see the, this, and it's nighttime, the amount of smoke that's in the sky, all the streets are blocked off. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this could this really be happening? And when I got there and saw the devastation, I'm like, this is my whole life. This is our whole yeah. world. We're a family run business. And I tell everybody, look, we're a small company, but we have 12,000 customers. We manufacture 2000 units a month, you know, and, and, I'm one of those guys that doesn't push our merchandise on anybody. I let it speak for itself. You guys see it too, you know? And yeah. so we do a decent amount of volume and my whole world collapsed. I had from one, I didn't know if we would still have a business after that. Now, once all the dust settled and everything came to be, luckily I had the correct amount of insurance. I was still out of pocket a million dollars after the fire. And that's after everything, after insurance and all of that. Then to add insult to injury. Okay. So now, Let's try to rebuild. I couldn't get a space to work out of. So fortunately, my then landlord, whose building I burnt down, he offered me a room in an underground parking lot. And the room was less than a thousand square feet. It was about, I want to say 780 square feet. I went from 5,000 plus to barely a thousand. Mm. We managed to make that work from April. I, I moved in on April 1st. So I had three weeks to figure out what the hell was going on. And um, come September, I was looking for places to lease and I was under a, a lease previously. I was looking for new places, new places. And when the, the building that I'm in right now came up for purchasing, said, you know what, enough with the lease. God forbid we do something like this again. I mean, I'd hate to, what I, so we just, you know what, let's just buy it. 
and that's it. So out of pocket after the fire, and now again, here we go, but you either invest in moving forward and you look to overcome what's happened. Fortunately, and I say this with all sincerity, we literally have the best customers in the planet. Everything from UD replicas, the superheroes, Batman, the Kiss crowd, um, out of all of the, the garments, the clothing, the costumes, everything that we lost in the fire, we literally tried to contact every single customer personally. That wasn't possible, but we did YouTube videos, announcements and all of that. Three customers, three canceled their orders. We had, I can't tell you how many hundreds of clients merchandise burnt up in the fire. Three canceled their orders. One violently saying that, you know, it wasn't true and just another internet excuse says, okay, okay, listen, no worries. Not only will I refund you, I'm gonna refund you the interest on your payment since you gave it to us, it's all good, it's fine. Um, the other two just didn't wanna wait any longer, that's fine too. Out of the hundreds and hundreds that we had, three canceled. So when I say we have the best customers in the world, I mean that and I'm already tearing up just as I'm saying it. Well, so, that, that's, that's, that's you know, a tribute to the way you do business as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we, we collectively, the four of us and our listeners have all dealt with companies who, who may, may not have gone to, through heartache as extreme as what you did, but have said, screw you customer, you know, F you basically. I mean, I, I, we've all dealt with that where you just sit back and go, how do you treat your customers so badly? So a tribute to you in, in, in the way you've handled your customer base. Thank you. I, I listen, well, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you. And before I forget, what was the cause? Did you ever get to the bottom of it? Yes. Okay. So there was right then and there when it happened, there was a lot of theories being kicked around. Uh, and this coming right from, you know, just preliminary investigations and um, everything from possible uh, uh, arson to um, elect, all sorts of theories. But ultimately, uh, one of our vehicle chargers that we had, the charger failed and somehow sparked, created some kind of a fire, and it all took off from there. And this was confirmed in the investigation. They managed to actually figure it out. Um, it was crazy. They went inside and they managed to track where, you know, the fire sort of originated from yep. just by doing their studies and then examining what's in that general area. And they, they figured that it had to be one of these three or four electronic devices. And they started to take them apart right then and there inside my burned down studio. I mean, I've posted pictures of it. It's, it's all out there. And then they ended up taking away a couple of these items to a lab to have further inspected. And it was confirmed that one of these items had in fact failed. I don't know to what, I don't know the language, but it, it was proven to be the cause. So yes, it's my fault. I mean, it was my equipment, but we were not negligent. Thank God. I didn't know if it had something to do with the renovations that we had done, possible electrical that wasn't run correctly. I honestly didn't know what to believe. All I know yeah. is that I got there at about a quarter to four in the morning. It was pitch black and you couldn't see anything. The, the, the bay door wouldn't open because it was basically welded shut from, from the heat. So when they finally cut everything open and the door opened up and they didn't turn off the fire hose from up on a ladder shooting down through the roof until 1230 in the afternoon. Okay, so the water had been going for quite a while. And as they're opening the door and the fire department is walking in through one of the main doors, I'm seeing bags of clothing because all of our clothing comes in our fleece bags, just rolling out the door with oh. all the water. It was it was terrible. So finally, it's now daylight. 
they they cut the garage with a big saw and they make this big triangle in it and they kick it down and all the smoke is coming out and as the smoke clears i'm seeing light at the at the end i'm like okay maybe it's not so bad no the back wall all the way on the other side had completely blown out i was seeing the sunlight coming in and finally i could see there was nothing the roof was gone nothing it was that's when i realized that's it and to be to be clear about that when we were legally allowed to go in and recover whatever we could recover all i was able to recover was enough goods whatever those would be to fill up a corner in my garage at home that was five feet by five feet that's wow. it that's it that's from five thousand square feet five thousand plus well the upper floor completely yeah. right but linear just yeah. floor five thousand square feet gone all of it everything so um yeah it was devastating and like i said it was uh, a vehicle charger that had failed so onward and upwards so this was on the 8th of march between the 8th of march and april the 1st i was frantically trying to figure out how to keep everything together we tried to keep all the customers notified and basically saying guys listen it's us you've trusted us this far, look at our reputation. If you can find it within you to hang in there a little more, I think within the next two and a half to three months, we can rebuild all of the merchandise and get it all shipped out to you guys. I just need a little time and we got it. And so again, to everybody, I, I, I can't tell you how grateful we all were. So April 1st, we get this room in an underground garage and I was smitten. I, I, we couldn't do anything much in it, but I had to redo Jean's costumes in this room. And in this room, we were sculpting, molding, painting, sanding, painting again, welding. My desk with the computer was right there. So it was a nightmare working in that closed quarters. It was a nightmare. But we got the job done, um, ended up delivering the, suit short, the suits shortly after. Um, and then in uh, September or October, again, of 2019, while looking for a better solution to move into, I had found this for sale. And I spoke with my wife and I said, look, if we're, if we're rebuilding, let's rebuild. Let's just buy it. Um, you know, it's the worst time to be investing in, in, in property in our case because we had just lost everything and we were in the hole with a significant amount of money. But we said, look, the, 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 the orders are coming. Um, we have prospects for a ton of new uh, products that we have to put out. All of these things that I had been teasing up until the fire, all of the KISS stuff that everybody's like, when are you gonna release it? When are you gonna release it? Yeah, we're getting ready to release it. It all went up in flames. So now here we are, we, we, we've since done, we took possession of this place after I purchased it. Uh, we took possession of it, I wanna say it was mid-November. We started the renovations to turn it into a functional manufacturing studio with ventilation and isolated areas for paint the warehouse upstairs, there was no second floor, we built it. And just as we're ready to open up, and uh, I'm now with this business, a member of the Aurora Chamber of Commerce in my, in my city, and we're co coordinating the ribbon cutting with the mayor, he's gonna come here, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna get media, we're gonna get press. I'm an attention whore, I'll do all of that. <laughs> That's great, COVID hits. We've got all these big plans to relaunch. We've got all of this. We got all of that COVID, COVID, COVID. Are we shutting down? Do we have to shut down? I don't know. We end up having to shut down and we ended up shutting down. Um, I wanna say it was the first week of March, 2020 when we closed here. My factory overseas, I had to shut that down two or three weeks before. I wanna say mid-February, 2019. So manufacturing overseas was at a halt. 
I stayed here as long as we legally could. And then as of the first week of March, we were closed. And that's it. So we're at home and we're active on social media more than ever because I got nothing else to do. I can't be over here doing my thing. And orders are coming and orders keep coming in. And so I, I, I look at my wife and she's, she's the one who manages the processing department. And I'm like, okay, well, people are, are home and people are out of work and orders are coming. So the first thing I do is I run a discount code. I mean, it's the least I can do. Everybody's home. Nobody, people are out of work, but somehow they're still buying. So listen, let's just ease it, ease the pain for some people of, of this time. And it was only supposed to be for two weeks. I left the discount for three months until the quarantines lifted. So now we get back to work. I think uh, June, second week of June, we came back to the studio here. By the third week of June, my factory overseas is legally allowed to open and start manufacturing with 20% personnel. I have 41 people in the factory overseas. 20% of that is eight and a half people. So we had eight, nine people uh, working. That's nothing. That's not even enough to have a chain either cutting either sewing or assembling. So I had people tanning leather on one side and on the other side, just preparing die cuts because we don't cut leather with knives or with, or with, uh, or with scissors. We make dies that have blades. We put them under a press and just punch it by size. So everybody who's manufacturing, getting these things ready for when actually personnel does come in, we can start doing it on a, on a larger scale. So this whole COVID thing has been uh, a, a, a nightmare. So now we're, we're back at full capacity everywhere, but thank God we've been selling all of this time and numbers were looking really good, but we haven't been able to start manufacturing what we sold until June and July. And so now we have this backlog from before and now we have this backlog moving forward. And it took us a little while to find our stride and to get caught up. And I wanna say that for the most part, we're about 90% caught up. Now, a lot of the delays that we're still facing have to do with footwear. Um, and it's on new items, not existing items per se. We literally just now uh, delivered two waves of our Starchild and Catman love gun boots. So these babies here, and these are orders that had come in quite a while ago and all of the customers just stayed calm and stayed cool. And again, thank you to all of you, but we've now finally started delivering them. So again, and, and the feedback is worth the wait. Thank God we get it and all of that. Nobody likes waiting and nobody likes hearing excuses. So I've never wanted to be the excuse guy, but the reality is we were shut down and then we had to play catch up and then we got shut down again. And now the supply chain is a disaster. I had two suppliers that I was buying different materials and components from uh, one of them closed indefinitely, the other one went belly up. I had to resource. Again, another two-month delay on top of everything. So it's just the amount of collateral damage that COVID has caused outside of the health and the deaths, which is obviously the worst part of it. But if we're talking how it's affected the business, it's, um, it's impossible to make plans beyond a weekly basis. If you're talking about your inner circle, that's fine. But the minute you're relying on somebody overseas or a shipment to come in um, or anything that you've purchased in whatever quantity and you're accustomed to receiving on a certain timetable, none of that is being respected. I tan almost a ton of leather every quarter and I know how long it takes, I know what it costs and I know how much it weighs and I, all of that. None of this is being respected even till this day. So it, it's really, really, it's challenging, and we're a small business. We're, we're you know, I, I, we're a small company. We have a niche 
market. I mean, look at the items behind us. This isn't exactly something you're gonna find at Newman Marcus, although I believe it should. The point is we're a small company, but we put out a lot of big things. And it's really, really difficult to coordinate all of the moving pieces in this timeline here. So the health aspects aside and the unfortunate, you know, the people that are getting sick, all of that aside, that's not where I wanna go with this. Just the collateral damage as far as running a business goes. It is absolutely challenging, and and my heart goes out to everybody who's affected even more so than we are, because we're still here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we we've talked about this on past episodes, but what you just described is affecting like the entire concert industry. You know, exactly. you know, and and what I've been wanting to do for the last year is just educate fans who just go to shows but don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. It's not just open up the venue and put a band in there and play right there. There's a whole ecosystem going on behind the scenes, not just locally, but it could be the local city, it could be the local state. It could be multiple countries. You've got to, people just need to understand all businesses are worldwide. Essentially you're pulling in resources from around the world. And when I mean, as we know, with this whole COVID thing, when when you've got different rules and regulations, it impacts how you can do things because all of a sudden, I mean, Mark, wasn't it Alan who was like, I can't ship my books from Japan to the United States because because what did he say? Because the Japanese postal service service wouldn't ship them because of COVID. And I'm just like, that makes no sense. But whatever, that's the reality. As you said, push all that stuff aside. The reality is Alan releases a book. He can ship it everywhere but the United States because the United States is on the do not ship list from Japanese Postal Service. It's even, it, it's even more complicated than that. And, and it's interesting that you bring this up. Just today, I was on the phone with my rep at FedEx because... You know, in normal circumstances, there's regular flights in and out of all countries, essentially. Um, so I'm constantly sending new samples that we've made here over to my factory overseas so that they can break it down and engineer how to make the different sizes and all of that. But long story short, the merchandise that we were selling during COVID, I we charge customers shipping at the time they place their order. I find that to be the fairest way to do it. Other companies, and that's fine, everybody's going to do it their own way, no judgment. Some companies charge customers to purchase the merchandise today. And then when it's ready months later and they're ready to ship, they send them a second invoice with current shipping rates of the time. Now, I should have done that. I just, I don't like to do business that way. I prefer lock it down, close it down right away. It's cleaner accounting and we move on. We know, we know what we have. But what we charged customers for shipping in orders that were placed in March, April, May, June, now is the shipping rates are anywhere between 12 and 30% more. So we're out of pocket on our shipments and we have rates with FedEx because we ship so much that some of like our company discount for being connected to FedEx, we get on their open rate anywhere between 48 and 51% off the open rate. So when people get when they see in their in their shopping cart purchase their shipping rate from me and they say oh my god 120 dollars to ship from toronto to california and I, well it would cost 240 if not 
coming through us. And that's mm -hmm. a box that's 24 by 20 by 12, and it weighs 32 pounds because there's a full Batman motorcycle leather suit inside of it, okay? So we have great rates. And even with the rate discounts, we're now out of pocket on our shipments, but I don't have, I don't, not only do I not have the heart to do it, I don't believe it's morally correct to now contact the customers and say, you know what, the dynamic has shifted. You need to pay us an extra $12 or 15 or, or 20 or 30. It doesn't, it's it just, it's stupid, but it's because the entire market is completely in shambles now. There used to be multiple flights everywhere. Now, even from my factory overseas, when I coordinate a shipment, so we prepay for the shipment to go out and I'm flying everything. I should, putting, uh, should put it I was on gonna say, you're, you're, not, you're not putting anything through the Suez Canal, are you? No, well, <laughs> luckily that one, we got that one right. No, we're, we're flying everything in. I mean, I'm the only idiot out there that flies containers from overseas to Toronto on overnight flights or at or. Uh, connecting flights that brings it into Toronto maximum three days later. I could put that container or those containers on a boat. It'll take 45 days to get here, but it'll cost me less than a third to do that. But that puts us over our timeline. So we just fly everything in and and, and that's that. So the, 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 the shipping industry is, is unfortunately freaking out trying to keep up. And because of all of the, the new logistics that they have and lack of flights as a result of this whole quarantine and COVID thing, rates are going through the roof and they're getting higher. Well, and, and, and I suppose there's also, in some sense, increased competition because, you know, you, you look at everything like just Amazon is going through the roof shipping products as everybody's at home ordering stuff, not going somewhere. So there's, there literally is only so much room on a plane in a van, in a semi to put yeah. packages, Mike, whether they're your packages or somebody yeah. else's. Like, don't discount the labor shortage that they're oh, having. Oh, yeah. You know, shortages of labor, everything that's going on out there. I mean, the, the, as you brought up, I mean, Mark, you've experienced this too. I mean, just flights. I mean, you know, when I booked a flight from San Francisco back to Minnesota, I used to have a half a dozen flight options every day that I could pick from. Now I'm down to basically two options. That's it. You know, they, the flights have been dramatically reduced. If there's no planes flying, you've got no commercial flight that you could put, you know, a package on for shipping. Yeah. The entire infrastructure, um, I, it, it hasn't collapsed. It, it, it's not that. That's not the right word. It hasn't collapsed, but it, it, it has it's been stressed. It's been it's being stressed and it's been stripped down of Mark, as you put it, the, the people are missing. They just haven't brought everybody back in yet. Yep. And and the, the reality is the supply and demand is twice as high than the current ability to feed it is. So all of us that are in some form of business of purchasing and moving items around, be it product or raw materials, we're all at we're all like okay now what we have deadlines we have we have not only have we made promises to clients or high-end customers or even just our general client base a promise is a promise whether it's a pair of gloves or a stage suit or, or whatever the case may be so we have to try to honor that and luckily people are, are understanding of some of the things that have been happening and I have to say that as of this year, really, as of January, we've started to find our stride again. But every now and then we end up with, you know, a bit of a monkey wrench. Some of the materials for the suits behind me here, that's a rigid, that's a semi-rigid. And some of these materials now 
are on hold from their supplier due to even, for example, the weather that occurred in, um, in Texas. Some of the raw materials originate in the ground over in that part of the States. So this one, this one, the elbows and the shoulders are made out of that material, which is different than the torso. So now luckily we have a, a ton of these parts already made up and we're constantly painting and assembling them. But, um, you know, and we probably got, I would say a backlog of another 20 or 30 of them that we could assemble. But once that backlog is done, I certainly hope that the material shortages have been resolved so that we can get back to business. So it's constantly a juggling act. And Again, I still consider ourselves to be among the fortunate because ultimately, listen, we're still working. You're still in business. We're still in business. We're still paying personnel. We're still delivering. We're, as a matter of fact, we're now delivering a little more than what we were. New new products have started clearing. So it's just, it's it's an insane juggling act. And I never want to sound like I'm crying or that this isn't a complaint. It's just, it is the reality of it. This is the world that at least we're living in right now. And look, it's no secret. I, I'm in Canada. So I don't know if my dynamic is essentially any different than anybody else's, be it yours in the United States or elsewhere. But I can't imagine the dynamic being too, too different. I think we're all facing similar challenges. Sometimes we have a little more success in one aspect than, than in another, and so be it. But generally speaking, I think we're all just we're just tired of the reality that we're in. I think we respect what's happening and we have to be aware of it and we can't ignore it, but it's just, we really need to get the wheel moving again. Well, you, you know, like any business, business owner, you want to be able to do some advanced planning for your business. You want to project for the next quarter, for the next year. And it's no, kind of impossible can't. to do right now. You, you, you can only, you, you know, you can only get through the end of the week it's 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 tough now we've done something a little unique because you can't forecast anything um you know we've been pretty vocal about for example sneakers that we're releasing kiss sneakers and um i've also been very public about saying we're going to be capping this it's a limited edition release of 2000 units now that that's a decent quantity and and, and in some aspects you can say okay you, you should be doing more or wow that's a lot do you really think you can manufacture that now on on the research we've done and on the reports that we've run and the trends that we've been able to, to follow in our small little reality, we feel very comfortable with that number. But the reality is until we do go to market with them and it'll be at some point in, in April, uh, we still haven't targeted specifically the date, um, until the momentum picks up, we won't know if it, it's, it's, should we have done more? Now, I don't think so. I'm not a big fan of, you know, overshooting and all of that. Uh, I think that we're going to be just fine. But it's literally, it really is impossible in this reality to say, okay, let's plan this. Now, the next one, we're going to plan that. There is no, I don't have a plan B for this. Like, I mean, we're doing the sneakers and that's cool. What's next? I don't know yet. I don't well, know I yet because we're going to take it project at a time and see how the market reacts to it. There's just no other way to do it. I was going to ask you, so coming out of the fire and COVID, has that impacted your your plans for potentially announcing and creating new products, new product lines? Have you kind of scaled back stuff of like, let's just do yes. a bare minimum to survive until we know where we're going? 
Um, not to a bare minimum and, and not to survive, nothing like that. But, um, you know, like, for example, I get I get customers saying, OK, so, you know, Justice League has I'm going to deviate for a second. You know, the, the I was going to do that, actually, because I'm interested. Cool. OK, so the Zack Snyder film just debuted on on uh, on HBO. Fantastic. Everybody should see it, guys. Go out and see it. But, you know, so we're coordinating our Justice League line for the second time because we did it in 2017 as well. So I'm in the process of building again because we lost our flash suit from the Justice League back in the fire. So we've been reworking to get all of that built up, Aquaman, all of that. And it's not, it's not so much, it's not so much that there's an impact because of what's happened in the past. It's now everything has bottlenecked because we were shut down. So what I tell everybody is it's not selling. Selling isn't selling is one aspect and one concern and possibly a problem. But what happens when you do sell 250 150, 2000, what happens when you got to then manufacture that? Okay, so we try to pace ourselves in a reality where we can say, okay, we're releasing the sneakers, there's 2000 units, um, the delivery would be on this day. And we try to meet it. And our history over the last 25 or whatever years it's been, our delivery track record has been really, really, really good. Now it's offset and, and, and all over the place now because of COVID. But if we continue to release products that we know are going to have a high turnout as far as sales go but they have to then be manufactured and these specialty items like the two behind me we manufacture them here i have a small team and we're literally on them on a daily basis not on the team on on these projects here on a daily basis so there's a paint department there's a sanding department assembly molding and casting and i'm the lead sculptor so for example the unmasked suit right here everything is custom sculpted by me, then the silicone molds are made. Whereas the monster suit here, we got the original box and everything that the actual stage suit was made from, from the actual makers who were manufacturing the suit way back when, when this was made. So that has direct lineage to the real one. This one is sculpted by me. So there's a lot of R&D and there's a lot of real hands-on. There's just a lot of time that these things take to do. So people say, well, release Destroyer. You're going to sell a ton of them. Yes, that's exactly true. Release and creatures. I, and <laughs> well, the thing is then you, we have to make sure that we, we're, we have a backup to be able to deliver them. Because once we release something like Creatures or, or Destroyer, what about End of the Road? Once we release things like that, it's likely that the, the turnover, the, the, the sales are going to be significant. Right. And that's great for everybody. But the minute somebody pays you for something, they have an expectation of a delivery. And yep. we have to be able to offer assurances that we can meet that. And in the cases where we've slipped, in some cases, like the ones behind us, and we've started, we've since been shipping them. But the reality is people have to be, they, they either have to understand why there's a delay and it has to make sense. Otherwise, you know, it's easy to say, look, you just overdid it. You, you, you took a step longer than you should have, because with all of the superhero stuff that we manufacture, all of the clothing, all of the footwear, the amount of kiss boots that we do, dragon shells, I can't even begin to tell you how many of those we manufacture. So all of the stuff that we do, we have to be careful to pace ourselves in a way that when we put it to market, we can manufacture it after the fact and we can deliver it. So did the fire impact this? Yes, because a lot of these items would have already been released by now had we not lost them in the fire or COVID slowing things down. So that's one aspect. But that aside, 
it, I mean, I have the end of the road suit. You can't see it, it's out of frame, but it's right there. One of the shells is right there. I mean, we're ready to go with that, but we have to make sure that we've cleared our backlog of these two bad boys first before, before you start something new. Because I, we honestly believe that if we release either the end of the road or destroyer, yeah, there, there is a real indication that these could be big, big movers. You know, we could sell quite a bit of them. Then we have to manufacture them too, and we have to do it on time because people want to wear them to concerts. God willing, that we get back to that. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to do things ethically. So it's not, it's not just about Zola God, you know, and you put on your, I can't wait. And we still have a business to run and we have to do it ethically and we have to do it responsibly. There's, there's a lot of internet um, nonsense and forgive me for saying, there's just a lot of bullshit out there where people are taking people's money and just doing what they want and delivering garbage. We don't want to be that guy. I'd rather say, look, it's going to take us an extra six weeks or a month or two months before we release this item. But rest assured when we do and when it comes in, like, for example, the guys back here, I mean, no, this is they, they visually they're very, very close to what Gene wore on stage. Um, they don't have I mean, that's not Mylar. So it's it's got a different slightly different finish. But guys, these are really close to what was being used on stage. And we're, we're talking about suits that have. I mean, we're the Ferrari priced like a Corvette is what I keep saying. And a Corvette is still an expensive car. But the reality is there's an investment here. So we take that seriously, whether it's a full suit, a sneaker, a shell, whatever it is, if you're a customer, everything is being manufactured as if it belonged to me. So we have to treat that even with new products and make sure that we don't overstep what our capacity is. So that, that, that's really it. All of it contributes. Let, let, let me ask you, you know, you've got that vest on and, and that's Jean's lick it up vest. Yes. yes. Um, like you fan. know, for the most part, everybody looks at you as Kiss replicas and it's like, it's all the makeup. It's all the costumes of Kiss that we've loved. That came from the non-makeup lick it up tour. Are you Correct. in consideration of doing other pieces like that from non-makeup stuff? Okay, here's, that's a, that's a great question, actually. And look, from time to time, and I want to be clear, from time to time, and that, that's, that's how I'm starting this off. From time to time, we get that. And I think that um, the, the non-makeup era is just, it's absolutely just as valid as any other era from KISS. Um, not to get sidetracked, but man, am I like all over the Asylum um, album, uh, uh, Crazy Nights. And these are albums that for whatever reason, you know, over the last handful of years, just didn't make it into my rotation in the car or, or now on my phone when I listen, whatever the case may be. But man, is it so cool to, to live the, that all over again and the nostalgia that it brings. So yeah, I think that those eras are equally as valid. But now let, let's be let's be real here. So while I think they're equally as valid, I think in one side we're talking about costumes, and on another side we're talking about wardrobe. I think clothing, two, yeah, two fundamental, two fundamentally different approaches to to what it is Kiss had on stage. So if we're going to approach it from a wardrobe standpoint, which is what this is, it's obviously not a costume piece. There are some gems from the uh, out of makeup period that we're, we're absolutely considering. But there, are, there is also the reality that when you look at a retail product, the, the, the demand for a makeup costume piece, as opposed to an yep, out yep. of makeup costume piece, there is, there's definitely 
a, a, a difference there. Yes. It, it's, it's a business decision. It's all well, business, business decision. I, I think so, but I also think it's important to hit all of the targets when you're talking to a customer or entertaining the history of, like, I mean, Kiss's history is ludicrous when you look at what they've done over their almost 50 year career and what they've worn and how they've dressed and what they've looked like. I would love for nothing more than entertain another handful of these out of costume, out of makeup pieces. Um, I love some of what Paul wore in the asylum, like his trench coat. I think, I think it would be more of targeting key pieces as opposed to making full on costumes, like a trench coat, like another vest, like some like jeans, leather jacket with the dragon on the back, which might already be happening, but uh, well, we'll find out. Anyway, my, my I, point I, is- I would think there, there, there could be some pretty cool wardrobe items out of the revenge era, which were very leather focused, which, you know, just looking from a business demand, people might buy that just because it's a cool leather jacket as opposed to how many people are going to be able to use Paul's trench coat from Asylum? And don't get me wrong, I love it. I'm sitting here going, hmm, how about a pair of his pinata pants? Or how about how about Gene Simmons' mod outfit from Asylum? <laughs> I tell you what, David, I can I can send you a pair of my old shin guards. You can just spray paint them gray because that's about as much uh, detail as Gene used on the Animalized tour. Well, yeah, you got you got to buff the silver in really well on those. Though. And then there's a little bit of gaffer tape around the edges. Oh, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. <laughs> I mean, I think I think ultimately what it comes down to is a lot of these things are cool. A lot of these things are fun. And I think a lot of these costume and wardrobe elements are a lot of fun to revisit, particularly for fans like us that. I mean, Kiss is a huge part of our lives. Let's make no mistake here, okay? And I've also made no secret of it. The three things I've said it in every time I've spoken to you guys, Batman, Kiss, and Star Wars are the reason I'm doing what I'm doing today. As a little kid, Batman, Kiss, and Star Wars. And it was in that order, by the way, okay? So here we are. I'm going to be 52 this year. I get to make, you know, costumes for the public. Um, I, I work with Warner Brothers for Batman. I had the luxury of working with Lucasfilm for Star Wars merchandise as well. As far as I'm concerned, I'm the kid who grew up and had and is now living his dream. And I, I'm eternally <laughs> grateful to everybody that it's allowed us to build this type of a business. So for me, I think the the non-makeup costume era, wardrobe era, call it what you will, I think it's significant, but I also think that we have to be able to target certain pieces and I agree with you, like Revenge, where, where customers would gravitate towards wanting to own, because a lot of times some things are just really cool to look at. And that's why we have museums, right? Man, that thing is really, really cool. Okay, well, now will you pay X amount of dollars to own that really cool item mm -hmm. and put it on display in your house? So now, now you gotta, right. there's that whole aspect to merchandise, right? So I think we have to just sit back and, and, and calmly, rationally think, okay, what, what makes sense from, from that era? Because there is certainly no shortage from the makeup era of costumes to do. And we're still, you know, I don't want to say we're basically getting started, but, you know, we've just now recently started releasing armor in a significant way. So, you know, we're starting to really pick up on the platform boots as well. I really think there's a lot to do from the makeup era. And I think every now and then we'll absolutely continue to entertain and hopefully surprise you guys with some items from the non-makeup era. Dean had great, great vests in the Revenge era. The yeah, one with the, the chain mail on. They, I mean, they I, all did. 
stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's the kind of stuff that I think some fans would like to wear to a concert because, you know, yeah. you know, that's some cool stuff. Bruce had the studded sleeve jacket from um, from Revenge. I mean, there really is a lot of uh, it just it, it was an interesting look when you think of who kisses and, and the leather and the studs and all of that, the whole rock and roll, that revenge, how well that look resonated, resonated with all of the fans. So, um, you know, leather is let's face it, that's, you know, kisses the basis in in leather and stuff so i agree i think i think revenge is a killer era and we know a thing or two about leather so it'll be a lot of fun to visit that and see and see what we think of it i mean collectively these decisions aren't mine alone um first of all we we sort of decide amongst ourselves where what is it that we think makes sense from a retail standpoint then of course uh, our we're partners with kiss in this so that's when that's when the conversations you know, go, go with, with the, with the, 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 um, not the infrastructure with the organization, sorry. Uh, and we decide collectively, is this the right approach? Is this the right product? Is this the right way to do it? And then, then we move ahead. So it's something that will be decided collectively. So let's, let's chat a little bit about the, the sneakers and correct me if I'm wrong in this statement, but those are the first products for KISS at least, because I'm not familiar with all of what you've released through UD replicas, Mm -hmm. but the sneakers will be the first KISS products that aren't recreations of existing KISS costumes or wardrobe. They're original items that you're creating. The, the, The answer is yes and no, because we also, we call that commercial product. So we also have like a jean um, love gun jacket where Gene's face is on the front. Yes, I remember that now. The leather so we, jackets. Yeah, we have done some commercialized versions of their of their you know likenesses, but as far as creating a product based on their personas that isn't costume related, yeah, the sneakers. I think for me, yeah, it definitely is the uh, first. Uh, now, and what 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 pushed you to do a sneaker? Because you know, and again, I'm I'm. I'm a newbie when it comes to all of this creating costumes and wardrobe, but it seems like it's a little bit of a different world than creating costumes. I mean, yes, you've done the boots, but now you're creating basically retail sneakers for people to wear in everyday use. So you're, you're kind of going into a whole nother territory. It seems to me. Uh, Well, you, you know, yes and no, because, um, the parent company, which is Universal Designs, and that's what UD stands for, UD Replicas. UD Replicas is the licensed division of Universal Designs. So what does all of that mean? We manufacture clothing. That's what the company does, jacket, pants, boots, gloves, and belts. Um, Now, we haven't fully jumped into that with KISS. I mean, but before having, um, before making the costumes with KISS, our relationship with the organization began from a clothing standpoint. So I, I, I signed with KISS in 2012, I believe, and that was jackets, pants, boots, gloves, and belts. And that's where we made the jackets that I spoke of before. And we had always had planned to make other products like sneakers and this and that. Then through a series of events in 2015 or 2016, it's all a bit of a blur to me now, um, in a conversation with the organization, the, the topic of costumes had come up. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but they had said to me, we love what you're doing with Batman and, and, and the superheroes. Have you ever thought of doing that with Kiss? 
And I said, well, I kind of already am. We have the same contract. And that's when I realized they thought that our bat suits were costumes. No, they're motorcycle suits. So that's where the conversation of costumes came into play. And that's how that agreement took off at that. So it was sort of a aha moment for all of us. And so here we are, but we still have the jacket, pants, boot, gloves, and belt uh, aspect to the manufacturing mm -hmm. contract. Okay. So now throw into the fact that in 2015 or 16, we introduced the costumes. So the focus where KISS was, was onto the costumes. And now that we're coming out of all of this nonsense of the last two years, we're able to focus on product. And the truth is these sneakers, we had the designs done. Um, I want to say it was one of the first projects I worked on when I moved in here. So this was November November, December 2019 is when I started designing the sneakers and we had to put them on the back burner because of the quarantines. So now uh, we're basically ready to go and uh, they are going to be released this month. If I'm not mistaken, we're airing in April and um, this is going to this is going to be in the market at that time. So talk us through the 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 aha moment of let's do sneakers, let's do sneakers for each persona. And then the, I don't know, the concept art, the design, the mock-ups, Kiss's involvement, walk us through some of that. Well, without boring you guys to death, um, the, the, the reality is this. We did um, a small line of sneakers through UD replicas for our superhero line. So I remember those, yeah. Batman, Flash, and uh, Superman sneakers, and they did discreetly well for us. And I've, like I said, I've, I wanted to do the, the Kiss sneakers as well. So once we started designing them, I mean, the, the superhero sneakers are based on the character costumes. So, you know, they have the colors, they have the different repetitive prints in them. And when it came down to Kiss, rather than repeating some of the things that we had done in the past, or we didn't want to make something that felt like a cliche or something, oh, that's what I would have done. Well, let's do something that maybe you wouldn't have done. Let's design some footwear that's, I don't wanna say out of left field, but the sneakers for, for the demon don't have to have teeth on them. Star Child, Paul's sneakers don't have to have stars all over them, you know, and so on and so on and so on. Why don't we focus on their, their personalities? They're, they're, what is the spaceman? How have the costumes evolved over the years? Why don't we take the essence and the spirit of that? Generally speaking, a lot of silver. Let's use silver leather in the sneaker. The lightning bolt is a predominant feature of the spaceman. We got to work that in. Let's put it out. Let's make it out of mylar. And while we're at it, why don't we put it on black suede? So it almost looks like the guitar strap and we'll put it on the sides of the sneakers. Then it was a bit of a no brainer to use their colors as the interior linings of the shoes. So the demon is red, uh, Paul's is purple, and so on and so on and so on. And then let's personalize them by putting their trademark makeup icons on the outside ankle part. So for example, with, with the star child, here, there's no sense in, in hiding. Yeah, do you, have a, do you have something we can see? Uh, well, maybe. Let's see. I, I tend to be long-winded. So if we run out of time, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. This no, is no, no, no. This is great. <laughs> So, for example, packaging, this is one of the mock-ups. We, we, we did this one by hand, so it's, there's a little bit of bubbling there. But as far as the packaging goes, if you look at the lid, it's satin black, and only the colors are glossy. So, you know, we're, nice. we're trying to do this from a luxury standpoint. And cool. every, every package 
is completely customized. Even the KISS logos, everything is in color to the, to the character. And for the simple fact that um, the, it's hard to say Paul Stanley without saying the great Paul Stanley. The great Paul Stanley, I mean, his makeup, uh, his trademark star. So here is your first real uh, look at the sneakers. So I think the camera can get that. Yep. This is injection molded rubber and it's tinted yep. the Pantone to match the, the color that reflects the star child. So the idea of having a repetitive star throughout the shoe when we've already got it right here. It just seems a little cliche and repetitive. Now, from a design standpoint, because we're looking at, we are looking at the creature's costumes from a packaging standpoint. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I was a big fan of Paul's uh, zebra guitar from that era. And I don't know if this can pick it up, but it's a, a very subtle, purple almost a prune it's darker and it's got the zebra in it i'm trying to move it around to see if the the light actually eh, maybe we can see yeah it. there you I go can see it. so it's very very so subtle are you going to do just one of each member or are you going to also do a fifth one which is the band you know actually that's a great question um we did start working on a band shoe that's something that may see light of day but i think right now okay. we want to focus on the singular members but you know absolutely great question and yeah it is something that we had started working on but the focus quickly uh became exclusive to the sneakers because they kind of took on a life of their own um during the design phase so here you could see the uh, rubberized kiss logo and all of them are in color and I don't know if you guys are going to be able to read that, but there is a song lyric. Now, does it come across backwards in the recording? No. All I see is gray. I can't read it very well. I can see but, that it says something. I just can't read it. It says, I'm a Capricorn and she's a Cancer. Right down the oh, Nice. Nice. And, That's cool. And uh, so we have the luxury hang tag. It's really, really thick with a ball chain. And on the inside is... Uh, the star child's purple color and all of them have the same general principle so all of them feature their color on the inside and i'll get to each one of them one by one but um it's really important that i show you first of all the star child shoe this is the great paul stanley and of the four it was important to us that his stand out we gave him the silver tongue that respects his earlier boots from the Alive and all of that. He always had a lot of silver on the front of his boots. And we wanted to make sure that that was reflected in his sneaker design. So this is, this is the Star Child sneaker. So that's the sneaker. Now they all come, I should have taken out of the protective bag. They all come with two, um, again, and this is all luxury stuff. We tend to not do things on the cheap side. That's right. injection molded chrome rubber. It's embossed. You can feel it with your hand. And they come with two carry cases. So each sneaker has their own carry case. Wow. And like I showed you, they all have their own custom box. So they come with yeah. their custom lid in the box. And there's the second bag that's on the bottom. So that, guys, is the Star Child. So that's shoe number one. Cool. And I'll just go one by one with what I've got. And the great Eric Singer. So here we go. This is Catman. So again, and 
the, this one has laces. So we tried to interchange doing Velcro straps and, and lace closure. So there's two with laces and two with Velcro. So this one, it actually started off it all black and it just evolved where we felt this, this great uh, leopard fur print is, it's gorgeous. So we were able to incorporate it into the shoe. So the same dynamic, we wanted to make sure that they felt good as a set. So the same thing, it's got the injection molded rubber makeup um, icon there, contrast stitching. It's hard to tell, but all of the stitching is green. Once again, with uh, the hand punched round studs, and these don't have four prongs, these are studded where they have to be pressed on um, and uh, they don't have the bendable prong. So this is the heavy duty stuff. And uh, same thing, so there's the, KISS logo in the back, raised up and embossed. And we've also got a song lyric for Eric. And I should have my glasses on for that. I live my life the way I choose. I play to win, no time to lose. Hmm. I love that song. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dare I say it's my favorite from the album. And the same thing, the same thing with Eric and all of the band members have their own custom packaging again with the reflective for everything mm -hmm. that's in color. So next, um, the demon sneakers. So his are all black. Um, his is the only one that's got just this toe strap, but they also have the laces there. And um, it was hard to tell in the pictures and we were careful to make it confusing. It's not his makeup, it's not a flame. It's actually meant to be a dragon's tail that wraps around the shoe. Ah. Oh, okay. interesting. So it's a dragon tail that wraps around the shoe. And I mean, we're, we're talking creatures. So we tried to incorporate as much of the studs in the back of the, of the sneaker as possible. Now I'm a big fan of high tops. I mean, obviously, and I love wearing them with the tongue forward and my jeans tucked into the front. Right. Imagine walking around like that. Imagine going to your concert or to the uh, different expos and all of that, or just out and about. It's just ridiculously, ridiculously cool. Um, and again, the raised kiss logo in color and uh, Gene's song lyric is I'm the Lord of the wastelands, a modern day man of steel, right? Nice. Nice. And you can see that the red on the inside. So the colors really play into the design aspect of the sneakers. So this isn't, this isn't their costumes turned into sneakers. This, this isn't even a play on their makeup. This is really, let's talk about the character. Let's talk about the persona. I mean, Paul Stanley is rock and roll royalty. There's no secret that purple is, never mind that it might even be his favorite color, I don't know. But the idea of, of, of purple being a predominant color for his shoe, it had to be, it just had to happen. And overall, as a set, that's what's most important to me is that everything works as a set. So the incredible Tommy Thayer, and here is the uh, Spaceman boot. So that's actually direct injection Mylar. It's part of the suede that's, that's like, cool. not peel off or anything like that. And it is literally a mirror and you have it on both sides. You can actually see how nice and reflective that is. So this is the second one that has the Velcro straps on it. Again, all of the stud work that's re uh, respective of the outfits that he's worn. The KISS logo is on all of the tons. And again, we're talking a direct injection print. It's quite shiny. It's almost a chrome shine, not quite, but it's on all of the tongues and Paul's is in black, of course, because it's on the silver tongue. The Blue Kiss logo and Tommy's lyric: uh, "When lightning strikes, I howl at the rain and thunder." So we nice. got 
everybody's got nice. a song lyric. So the, 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 the important thing to us is that these work together, they work individually, but they work also as a collectible set. Now, unfortunately, I can't hold all four of them in, in one hand and I don't have the table space to show them all. But ultimately, as the first, I don't know, I wanna say that they're the first official Kiss sneakers, the truth is I don't know, but we really wanted these to work as individual sneakers. We wanted them to feel right as a collector item and to wanna to collect all four of them. So there you have it. They come nice. with the custom boxes for packaging. Um, so the custom boxes, they come with the two fleece bags that hold each of the sneaker and all of the details that you saw with the sneakers as well as the ball chain with the hang tag. And um, these are going to retail for, as you see them here, for $179. And we're gonna be running a promotion for 30 days. Buy three, get the fourth one at 50% off. So we're trying to make it so that everybody who wants to set, or even all four of them, has a, a real opportunity to do so. What, what are the size ranges on them? So normally our sizes are from size seven to size 13. We've increased our sizing to start from size five. So five, six, all the way to 13. Now the important thing- Half sizes our, as well? No, no. Now here's, here's what's important with us. In our case, because we're an internet-based company, and I plead with everybody, and I've been saying the same thing for the better part of 20 years, do not buy your shoe size. It doesn't work that way. You might coincidentally fit in your shoe size, but it doesn't work that way, not for us. I have a pair of sneakers on right now while I'm speaking with you. They are size nine. My usual shoe size is 10 to 10 and a half. If I go to Adidas, I need an 11, and I think my Pumas are actually a size 10. How on earth does a guy like me buy footwear online if I'm not able to try them on? So we have a real simple solution to that. We have a size chart that is based on the length of your foot. All you do is you step on a piece of paper, trace out your foot, and then measure from the toe to the heel. That's your foot length. And we have a new website that when you plug that data into it, the website tells you what size you need. We have a, a size calculator. That's it. It's easy breezy or phone in and I'll go through sizing with you. So to put this into perspective, I normally wear a size 10-ish. In my company, I wear my size 8. So had I purchased a size 10, I would have a shoe that is easily two sizes too big for me. So I plead with everybody. Those of you that are interested in purchasing any of our footwear, because this applies to the platform boots as well as the Kiss sneakers, please measure the length of your foot, use the size calculator and tell you what size you need or pick up the phone and give me a call and I'll tell you exactly what size you need to order. And as long as you follow our criteria, sizing is pretty much guaranteed. Now we do a lot of footwear and have been for many years. Um, we have a high success rate as far as making sure footwear fits as long as people follow our criteria. It will not fit if you just say, hey, I wear a size 12, let me buy a 12. You might be buying something that's too big or too small for you. Use our size chart. Got it. Fair you enough. know, one of the things I, I like about your shoes, and this is something that's changed for me as I've gotten older, is I like band merchandise that becomes more subtle now. Me, 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 meaning, you know, I, as a kid, I loved the big logos and prints all over the place. And, but, you know, now, I mean, I remember on the farewell tour, I was like, can I just get a nice little embroidered logo on a classy black shirt? And you've said that for years, <laughs> you know, yeah. your, your shoes seem to 
be that way because compared to, and there's nothing wrong with the, the sneakers that Vans did years ago. I mean, those looked very cool, but those were all over prints, in your face, graphics, you know, what you've got here is much more subtle that it takes a KISS fan to see that and go, I get it. That's a KISS sneaker. I'm really, I thank you for saying that. And I sincerely appreciate it. And it's a great observation. I, I, had, I was lifting this up and I caught something, for example, on the toe. And there's a lot more going on the sneaker that th this whole video call will show. I mean, the pictures on the website will outline it. But like, for example, even the choice to do the round stitching around the toe part, that's respective. Of, of the suits worn back in the time of dressed to kill and hotter than hell, you know, the, 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 the discs around the sleeve. So we, we really wanted to incorporate costume elements without it being a quote unquote costume element. Like I said before, they don't have to have teeth or have to have stars on them for it to be a KISS product. What we wanted was the spirit of each of their stage personas. That's what we wanted to incorporate. I mean, in the case of, of the Catman, I mean, obviously green is his color, but it, it had to be feline. There had to be a cat element to it. So when you're wearing these, and let's say your jeans are covering the front, these are cool sneakers and people are gonna be like, hey, since when did you get Gucci shoes? Okay, so the reality is it isn't necessarily, and some people are saying that they're subtle the way you've explained them. Other people are saying, I love them because they're nice and loud. I think there's a lot of self-interpretation to it, but ultimately, no, it doesn't have their faces. It, it, it doesn't have repetitive logos and all of that. We really wanted it to be the spirit of each persona, respecting, of course, you know, the source because it, it is ultimately kiss and it has to be a kiss sneaker but we wanted it to be something luxury we wanted it to be a, a something that people would i guess want to collect and struggle to put on and want to wear it's like oh my god i'm going to scuff the bottom that's what we want people of course i want people to wear them but i want them to to think this is an the ultimate collectible for them that's hopefully the way it's interpreted i will tell you one thing that i, I it's funny david before i even talk before this even conversation, I had a couple conversations with fans because I had people send me these and they were moaning about the price. And I said, um, do you realize that what David, you know, what you're selling them for or what the vans, I mean, go to, go to eBay. Those things are close to a couple hundred bucks now. Go, 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 yeah, go buy a pair right of Nikes and they're Jordans. Hold on a second. And I'm going to tell you right now, David's shoes are 10 times better built. Oh, than those shoes. <laughs> You're buying a Cadillac, not a freaking Yugo. Yeah. I mean, also, too, there, there's always going to be some people who are going to piss and moan about everything. Oh, that's well, right. That, that, that's, that's what I mean. And that's fine. I mean, I don't think everything is for everybody, and price points are very. It, it always depends on everybody's reality. So I respect that. There, there, there's no question about that. But to put this into perspective, our superhero sneakers, Batman, Flash, and Superman retail at 189 and there's no packaging. These have twice as much work in them. When you look at all of the stud work, the custom tinted uh, furs and all of that, the injection molding, the amount of work that, and we custom make our rubber soles. I'm currently making the dies for these um, by all sizes. So we're, there's a small fortune invested just in fabricating. These aren't off the shelf. We make them. We make them. Sure. So well, that, that, that was what I was trying to convey to these people are this guy, this isn't slapdash together. This is craftsman. Yes. And, and that's one thing that I don't think just in general in life anymore that you get any 
craftsmanship is freaking everything, or at least it used to be. I, it's oh, really I, cool. It's really I, cool to see the attention to detail and the amount of passion you put into everything, not just the kiss, you know, costumes. Those shoes are, those shoes you can tell, and I don't, I don't mean to be too, I don't know how, I, you can see your passion in those shoes. I can see that somebody gave the shit, I, that somebody's can, willing to put your reputation on the line oh, to, yeah. to make something cool and creative. So I salute you for that. You, you, I, you, I absolutely you see, love success. You can see you thought about this and yeah. you thought about it as a fan, as opposed to, oh, we're a, we're a shoe manufacturer and we just bought the license to kiss. And let me go take the sneakers we do for somebody else. And what's your image catalog available to us? All right, we'll slap four logos on here, approved and it's out. Yeah, you know, to Mark's point, yeah, you can see the passion, you can see the thought, you can see what went, went into creating these. Thank you. Uh, this for us, everything. Look, I treat everything. I say I because look, ultimately, I own the company. I'm, I'm heavily involved in all aspects of it. But this is a collaborative effort. And, and I hate the fact that, you know, unfortunately, I'm always the one in front of the camera doing the interviews and all of that. And that's fine. But the truth is, there is a collaborative effort. I'm always getting input from my team. I never want things to be too one sided with the way that I perceive fashion to be, or how I perceive their personas to be. It has to be something with that is hopefully going to resonate with the public. The good thing, the, the surprisingly really rewarding thing for me from that one picture that was originally released, and it seems to have gone viral in three or four days, I had all, uh, just under a million different impressions on it, which is ludicrous. But like when you read the comments, People are like, I can't wait to get the Spaceman and the Catman. Oh, wow, the Starchild and, and uh, the Catman are the best. Or everybody's sort of geeking out in their own way on their own shoe. It's not localized to just one of them. There seems to be a lot of attention dedicated to each and every one of these. And, and sure, with some people, they may not resonate. They may not be the kind of product that they were hoping. Fine. It's not for them. And that's OK. That's not a problem. Like all things with movies, sometimes a movie doesn't resonate with you. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Listen, I was never a terribly big fan of Duran Duran when I was a kid in high school because when I was in high school, they released Creatures of the Night. Nothing could compete with that. But you know, now I'm a little older. I want to hope a little wiser. I could see how great a band Duran Duran was, but I never cared for them as a kid because it just didn't. Fall now you're hungry like the wolf. Well, that one was a bit of a standout. That was a good one, actually. But uh, long story short, <laughs> at the end of the day, something may be for you. It may not be for you. It doesn't take away from the integrity of the product. And, I, and that's what I wanted to show through. So when customers say, you know what, it's not for me, but man, I can really see that these are cool and well-made. We're good. Thank you. I, 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 that's probably one of the best compliments we could get. So it's really great to see the feedback. And um you know, we can't wait to get them all manufactured and delivered out because these to us are right now are our babies and we're really proud of them. What sort of awesome. um, involvement and input did the guys in the band have? Well, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these conversations happen. It's sort of like, a, you know, that game broken telephone. Now, nothing is broken along the way, but um, one of the things that, and, and I, I want to tread carefully with the language here, um, the simple fact that, that I, uh, and the one who built Jeans Under the Road suit and, and had been working through Wendy Benbrook, who is Kiss's costume designer since 2016. I, I worked through her for Jeans Creature suit. I don't break rank. I mean, if, if protocol means I'm going through the official channels 
through the organization, be it Epic or, or whatever the case may be. That's my chain to follow. I never pick up the phone or whatever and go straight to whomever to get direct input. That's sort of breaking rank. Um, it's kind of like, this is my lane. And the reality is these products are built together. Now, if I'm fortunate enough to be passed on a quote from anybody that's in one of the hierarchy parts of, of the organization or the band themselves, I consider that privileged information that, that it would be an honor even to simply have it. Ultimately, the reality is there has been communication throughout the entire organization. These were the kinds of things that evolved because they didn't look exactly like this when they were first designed and pitched through the studio, okay? They evolved in. For example, these ones here, they were originally all black with black prints on them. And they, the design looked cool, but going back and forth, and we had the green on the inside. So going back and forth, it, it really made sense to bring the focus out onto the character and how cool would it be to actually have green fur? Nobody's ever done that. It hasn't been done since the Unmasked era, when you go back to it, or, or Dynasty, I should say. So yes, there has been communication that's trickled its way down, but decisions are made collectively. Now, David, are you ever, I know it's going to ask him, someone, as you must have been asked this question a bunch of times, ever any Eric Carr or Vinnie Vincent sort of things, or is that just a no-no altogether? Oh, you know what? Listen, I, I wouldn't know. That's probably, you know, above my pay grade. Um, but, you know, it's no secret that we're going to be releasing uh, the creature suits. And to, to a certain degree, we're going to have that cat or let's call it feline fox. You can define it as you like, because Eric has worn that costume in the Creatures of the Deep. Right. Uh, so, yes, you know, to, to a certain degree, these outfits might see the light of day. Um, I haven't really pursued. I haven't really had any conversations where, you know, the Unk Warrior outfit is concerned. The truth is, I don't know. Um, we get these questions from time to time, but it, it kind of goes back to the conversation earlier about the non-makeup era. We have so much to do with the, the let's call them the standard members, no disrespect implied or intended, um, with just the, the standard four that, you know, I've really got to find the time to say, okay, could we do something where we do this one unique character and, and is it is there even going to be a demand for it? So we, these aren't conversations that we've had yet. And the truth is, I really don't know. I and I I wouldn't. But we'll, maybe we'll see. So I, I think the last time you were on, you were working on Jean's dynasty costume behind you. I mean, I think that's what you were unmasked. Unmasked. You yeah. were you were talking about that and that's done now. Is oh yeah. There, is there a next costume that you are moving on to now? Sorry, repeat your question. I, is, I'm not is, quite is sure. Is there a next costume now that yes. you're moving Oh on yes. To okay, so so sort of dot the i's and cross the t's. Um, this is a suit that is um, on the website people can buy. We have been manufacturing and delivering. Same goes with Unmasked. It has been on the website since last year. We have been manufacturing. We haven't delivered nearly as many of the Unmasked as we have of the Monster. Uh, that had to, more to do with COVID now in this case here. But anyway, long story short, these two are active products that people can purchase on the website. As far as something new goes, look, it's no secret that um, Creatures of the Night is something that will be released in 
some point in the future, particularly with the fact that we had the honor of building Jean's Creatures of the Deep suit. Uh, it had very subtle variations from back uh, in, from the Creatures of the Night era. So we're gonna release that. It's absolutely going to be released. We will probably have the option of variants. Do you want the, the earlier version? Do you prefer the newer version? The differences are subtle. So we just might make that option available to the customer. Now, this is not a confirmation of it being released next. The new products that we're entertaining are Creatures of the Night, and it's not limited to jeans or the demon costume. We are talking about all of the, all of the members here. So Creatures. Destroyer is another one. Now we have released some of the footwear, some of the boots from Destroyer. It's a natural to now complete the armor. And I think this is an earlier conversation now that we had, I wanna pick up on that. So, you know, Destroyer is a real popular era and it means a lot to a lot of us fans. It's, it's, it's something that a lot of us look back to and have that real strong emotional connection to. So the idea of releasing Destroyer, I have to be sure we have to be sure that our infrastructure is ready to support the demand that the market is likely going to have as far as the sales go. Um, and then the big elephant in the room is the end of the road suits. We built Gene's end of the road suit. Uh, it was an honor to design it with him. And when I say he didn't miss an inch of nothing was done where he was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, no. He went over it with, with a magnifying glass. Okay, that I like. You know what, that, that detail there, why don't we put that over here and expand on it and suddenly that becomes a major detail. It was only that big originally. It's insane how detail oriented he is and how focused and patient he is on the given product. He was so invested in his persona and making sure that it was conveyed in the finished outfit. So ultimately, yeah, I mean, and, and think of, being able to get the end of the road suit. Now, in this case, I'm talking the demon suit with lineage from us. We're the guys who made his stage suit. So the idea of being able to release something that comes from the actual molds made, and not because I acquired them, like in the case of Monster. No, these are the same molds. We poured and injected the material into it, made it for Mr. Gene Simmons. Now we're going to pour and inject that we can't make them out of carbon fiber for the public. We're going to be using other materials, of course, much like what's behind us. But the same mold that went to Mr. Gene Simmons can now go to the collector. So I think there's a genuine appeal to that. But again, I want to make sure that the infrastructure that we have is prepared when we do that. So we just want to get through a few more of these, get them delivered. We're a little behind on the footwear. Again, now the monster boots are starting to clear production. I got to get the boots all here. We got to mount the platforms, do all the rhinestones in the eyes, mount all of the leg armor. And once we get a couple of hundred of these things out and we freed ourselves up, that's when the next set of armor, in the case of armor, is going to be released. And we're entertaining creatures, destroyer, and end of the road. For, for, for creatures, are you thinking of the spiked boots or the long? my next boots? question. <laughs> Um, well, you know what, that, okay, we had, I had made, we had made the, the spiked boots some years ago, we lost them in the fire. They were heavily advertised at one of the Indianapolis KISS Expos, yeah. the stand, the best expos that are out there as far as KISS goes, the Indianapolis, fantastic. So we did have them, um, they were a huge draw, we were 
looking forward to releasing them. As a matter of fact, when uh, Mr. Simmons himself was at the studio, we talked a bit about uh, the spiked boots that he, you know, he's like, you know, why, why would you have those? So we, we talked a little bit about that. Um, and they were going to get released. They will now be, absolutely, we are going to be releasing those. Now, the Love Gun boots, which is for a for the longer period of the Creatures Tour, what, what he wore, those are already available on the website. Sure. So customers will be, have the choice of, do they want to go with the look that he had in the I Love It Loud video and for the majority of the tour? But we're also making some specific changes to our Love Gun boots that are going to respect what you saw in the video. Our boots right now are clean, they're pristine, everything is so crisp. Not so in the Love Gun, in the uh, I Love It Loud video. And I think that there's an appeal to having all of that on the boots as well. So that too is going to be an option for them. So let, let me ask you, when Gene was in there and, uh, and he asked you about the creature's spiked boots, yeah. did, he, did he or you get into any what was behind him doing a spiked boot? Why the change? Uh, I'm just going to say... <laughs> 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 okay, look, um, this is one of those things where uh, don't ask and I don't have to lie, okay? <laughs> so, Got it. <laughs> um, I don't, I, listen, I really don't like quoting conversations that were yes. private. And right. I, don't want to no, say I totally respect that. I respect that. It was one of those, you know, hey, hey, you know, did you know? And by the way, and it was one of those. <laughs> so if, if he if he does an interview and then in between the word gymnasium and all that, he talks about it, then fine. Then we can elaborate. Can, can, but, I, can I ask you as a KISS fan of Creatures of the Night, when you were having that conversation, were you like, oh my God, that is so cool? <laughs> well, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He's gonna try and corner you, no matter you, what. You, I, no, I, I just want to feel what he. If he was excited about it, I'm excited. That's all gonna, I need to hear. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into perspective because I literally found something, and I, I have it right here, coincidentally. So, here's here's what I I'm gonna frame this in a way that makes sense. So, that was a very interesting day for me because weeks before then, when we were talking about the design of the creature, uh, no, the. Um, Yes, yeah, so I'm getting my dates confused. So when we were talking for the end of the road, when we we're talking for the end of the road, and I was saying, look, the sculptures are almost finished. We have the torso sculpted, the 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 new dragon, uh, which isn't this one here. This is the second version of the dragon. I'll get to that after. Um, so I said, look, before we we start making molds and all of that, um, it's really important that you see these hopefully in person so that you can get a full idea of the 360 degree view of what the torso looks like. And now we're talking, this is the cruise suit. This is the one that has that full abdomen that opens up and all of that. Um, and, and fortunately he had plans to be coming to Toronto. So we coordinated that and I'll never forget because it was September the 15th, 2018 and it's my wife's birthday. Okay. So when he confirmed that date and, and uh, I said, okay, listen, I'll make it easy. I'm happy to come to your hotel. I'll pick you up and I'll take you over to the studio. We'll make it real, real quick. I just need you to sign off on everything because once the molds are made, um, it becomes more complicated. It just takes more time to start from scratch. Whereas if I have the clay sculpture and you say you want this bigger, smaller, wider or whatever, we can do it right then and there, even with you there. As a matter of fact, we can get you to press your thumbprint in, which he never did and I never asked him. But point is, so he agreed to come. So this whole day, this this whole day was was very surreal. Um, you know, driving, picking him up at the hotel, and and taking him to the studio, um, and um, 
it was the whole aspect. You say, what was it like talking about creatures? The, yes, it was it was very, very cool. And and these are conversations that I'll obviously they're I believe they're mine. And uh, you know, I don't know that I'm comfortable divulging, and I get it. I'm not I'm not being asked. But my point is if if in time it makes sense to, because he's spoken about it, sure, I'm happy sure. to, to elaborate. But you know, the idea of being with the, the the person who's inspired me to get into the line of work that I'm in. Let's not minimize the impact that Kiss, Batman, and Star Wars had on me. Probably much like yourselves in, in your own way, all of these things, Kiss and the impact on me was huge. Love Gun, uh, I was eight years old when I saw it. And I had that record for three weeks before I even realized that there was actually music we could play. I just stared at it. These guys, who were they? What were they? So to be with the person who had a direct influence on me all throughout my years, who, while I'm trying to get into the best art college in Canada, and I'm trying to figure out how to work my artwork to not be too influenced, obviously, by his character or the demon or, or Batman or whatever. It's like, I mean, the only thing that could have made it better is to have had Adam West sitting in the back and David Prowse, who played Darth Vader right there. So I've got, I'm covered. I'm good. You know what I mean? That is literally, so the day was remarkable. And I don't, it, it was, and people, well, did you lose it? Did you freak out? No, no, it was, it was, it was, first of all, he's very, He's very well cultured and and very well rounded and and, and almost you name it and a conversation is mm -hmm. easily had with him. I think you guys know that. Um, but ultimately, when when we're talking about work, like in this case, his costume, the design aspect, the positive and negative um, idea of how color and non-color is going to look on him. Um, he's very well in tune with who he is and what it means to be the demon on stage. And I, I forgive, and probably what it means to the world. Like he, he really understands it. And one of the things that I said to him when we were looking all of that, and, and I, I said, look, Batman doesn't exist. He's, he's a, a comic book character. There's, I don't know, artists, board of directors, whatever. Somebody decides Here's what he's going to look like tomorrow. His cape's going to have 12 scallops instead of eight. Um, we're going to make his ears taller or shorter. You know what? Let's make him blonde. Let's do this. Everybody decides what he's going to look like. And then the next issue of the comic changes, his costume changes. The next movie, it's a different actor or different look. The demon exists. Gene Simmons is a real living, breathing human being. His character is just as real as he himself is. So when he says... I think my outfit should have this characteristic, or I'm a big fan of this look. Or, you know, for me, when I would go to the movie theater to watch these creature movies, this had a huge impact on me. Do you really think you can give me the full abdomen? And, and he, we quoted, he quoted, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon at the time. So, you know, it's hard for me to, to sit back and say, okay, well, no, uh, why don't we do this? It's really important to sort of dial in what he's saying because he's not talking about a character that from today till tomorrow is going to change into something else. He's going to put this on. He's going to go on stage. It's a living character. This is real. So you have to be very attentive. You have to be very careful and not let that whole fanboy thing go anywhere. I mean, you have to just stay in tune and you have to be- you hear that, Mark? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very it's ultimately it's very important to just do the job that you're being hired for and 
and and make the most of the time that you have. And when the time is over, the time is over and, and you got to move on. That, that's it. And but it, the moment was huge. The moment was massive. I found this while cleaning up my desk. I don't know how this survived the fire. This is one of three proposals that I had made at the time when I was asked to put together the creatures of the deep suit. This is one of them. And this is actually, this is, it says concept two, and this is actually the one that was approved. And these are all Gene's notes that he had put on, on the drawing. So there's a lot of little, and I have a lot of little things like this where I'm like, wow, this, this is really, really, really cool. But it's really cool from that eight-year-old kid standpoint where, you know, this has been part of my life, as I'm sure it's been part of yours and the listeners as well. Um, sure, we have some new fans, but ultimately, those of us who have grown up with the band, this really means something. So this isn't something that I, I run around saying, hey, no, this is an honor uh, to have been um, there to be able to, to, to dress him in the suit that we made for him, to help him put on his boots, to make sure that it's comfortable, nothing is pinching, to have the other band members look and go, wow, holy cow, um, you know, or start making suggestions. How about this? Can we do this? Can we do that? And to collectively discuss what's going to happen as it evolves and how it moves forward. These are things that you can't put, you can't put a price on it. Um, now, commission aside, and the fact that this was a job, okay, ultimately, I will be forever grateful to the organization, because this was the organization that all got together, even though it was Gene's call, ultimately. But there is a huge organization behind there, and everybody at some point has had a say in it, uh, helped me along, uh, made sure that, that, that I was walking in the right place or standing in the right spot, making sure that the point is I will be forever grateful to the organization overall from, from production to the stage people. Everybody had uh, the way they treat Sammy, how they, there's so much care in how they handle everything. We're talking the best of the best. My heart bleeds for everybody because they're, you know, concerts aren't happening right now. So here's hoping that this whole COVID thing becomes a thing of the past quickly because it's one thing to talk earlier about collateral damage, but real people's lives are being affected by this. So like I said, here's hoping. That said, I will be forever grateful for the opportunity. It has been a dream that, it's a dream come true. It's a dream I didn't even have. I never thought I'd be able to do that. I remember once somebody saying, where do you think you're going from here making, you know, Kisses jackets? I remember saying that, well, what if, what if I ended up making their costumes? This was a conversation um, with a bit of an, he was an idiot uh, in 2014. I don't want to say the name, but, um, and I said, well, what if? And I said that as, as a jab to say, you know what, to shut the fuck up because all you're doing is trying to provoke me. And here, five or six years later, here we are. So never say never, but it wasn't even, a, it wasn't even something that I fathomed happening. So I'll be forever grateful to everybody. And a lot of this is attributed to Wendy Benbrook who took me on in 2016 giving me the possibility to have direct contact when Gene was in Toronto in 2018, where we talked about, you know, what we're going to do for the creatures of, uh, not the creatures, for the end of the road for the boat tour at the time. And then obviously it evolved into the tour suit. So I'll be forever grateful. Uh, this is my dream come true. David, you know, we, we can, I mean, we're, we're approaching two hours here, so we're going to have to wrap. Real Already? Soon. Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously. Oh but, my God. <laughs> but, you know, before we wrap, I do want to ask, because one of the other things you had hinted at possibly in the last conversation, the last appearance was um, making Sam T. Serpent figures. Yes. 
yes, I'm not even going to mince words or, or, or dance around that. Um, damn it. I could have had, I, I, we're working on the life-size one in the studio. So it's not, it's not finished yet, but it looks so cool. And I, damn it, I didn't think of it. I could have put it back here, but uh, there's no room. But uh, yeah, it's, um, so we're working on the life-size version. And again, this is something that we're doing, obviously, in coordination with Kiss. This is all official merchandise. I'm not, I don't do the under the table thing or, hey, we'll just do a, I, that's not my style. I'm, I have no interest in doing anything that's outside of the organization. You, you don't community. want any cease and desist orders. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that would be just <laughs> stupid, but I mean, when when you have the the privilege of of being able to to work with these studios and, and why do it without mm -hmm. so this is something that's happening in conjunction with them and guys it is so cool so right now we're doing the full size once the full size is done then what will probably I, I i'm not sure but here i am this is my my plan we'll probably scan the full size because i want the full size to be as accurate as possible to the 77 stage version okay so what we made currently for the end of the road, that's Sammy the Serpent. The, and we purposely called him Sammy because I didn't want anybody to think I was trying to steal somebody's thunder or, no, no, it was Sam T. Serpent back in the 70s. This is Sammy the Serpent, the, the evolution of. But from a retail standpoint, we are making a carbon copy of what, came, what they had on stage in the 70s. And then once it's done, and we've cleared all of the approvals process and we're ready to, to manufacture them in quantities, we'll, uh, we'll take it, have it scanned digitally so that we can then have a digital file and we can then start making tabletop and whatever that size means. We're still trying to figure out what the correct size is. Do we want it to look good with some of the action figures and some of the collectibles that people have? So there's a lot still there that we have to decipher, but I can say this already uh, without any hesitation. The, the, they're both happening. The big one, the life-size one and the tabletop, which we still have to decide on what the height is. Yes, 100% yes. And I'm so, I'm, I'm uber excited that you asked me about that. I didn't even yeah. think, I completely forgot. So yes, absolutely. Because had I remembered, it would have been back there already. But, you know, and, and again, those are the little things where it's like, as a KISS fan, you go, I want that little piece. The rest of the world may not understand, oh, it's just a snake on a pole. But for a KISS fan, that's not, throwing kiss in your face but that's a cool little effect that we sit here and go yeah i get that you know it's yeah. like as stupid as it is the candelabras that they used on you know very early on in tour that little thing just a candelabra says kiss to us the rest oh, of the world means nothing absolutely absolutely the reality is this and i keep coming back to it we all have our own emotional connection to the band. For, for, for a lot of us, it's the music. Um, of course, it's the music even for me, but it did start off with the costumes. It did start, for me, it started off with the personas, the makeup, the costumes, the hair. I never thought of wanting long hair until I saw what these guys looked like on the cover of an album, and I was eight years old. Okay, so we all connect our own way, but it's really hard for me when I, when, when I stop and think about KISS and, and I look back through the years, there's a lot of little standout things, but the serpent is absolutely one of those standout things, which again, having had the honor to build the one for the end of the road, again, is something I'll take with me forever. So the idea now of saying, okay, the experience that we got, garnered from making the full size for the band, which is a real heavy duty version of it and it weighs a ton. Now we're making these in a retail mindset and they do have a weight ratio factor. 
they're light basically without yeah, you know and we can't we can do all of that well not only do they have to be light uh tommy but we're also making them so that they they break down so these are shippable in a much smaller box so we have uh collapsible telescoping holes that that um i haven't decided if we're actually collapsing them or if they're unscrewing and coming apart. We have to figure that out yet. That's part of the R&D we haven't nailed down yet. I mean, we're still sculpting the snake, but it goes together almost like Lego pieces. So there's three sections to the body. Okay. Now that might change, but right now they go together in a very seamless way because the body wraps around the pole. So all of the seams are always behind the pole. Um, it's so, it, this is, these are what, like the, I really do have the dream job. I mean, this you is do. so, yep. it is a lot of fun and, it's rewarding when we post, and, and I did posting updates where, you know, and sometimes people get on my case, well, Dave, you know, your videos are really like dumbed down. Like you're always in dirty clothes and, and there's no lighting and there's no production value to it. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Because it takes a lot of work to do that, number one, and people never know what they're looking at. When I just take my phone, we're in the middle of working over there. And I say, you know what, guys, this is a cool moment. Let's film it. Yeah, I'm dirty. It's because we just finished mixing over 22 kilos of silicone or we're slapping around urethane rubber or we've just finished painting something or I've been airbrushing. So, I mean, it's a miracle. I don't have black nails right now. Well, I clean them before the interview. So. <laughs> but, but my point is, I think customers who are spending money, whether it's $100 or $3,000, like to see things that are real. So when I turn on the phone and I just videotape the guys doing this or me doing that, or I say, you know what? I love the way the suit here does here. Take my phone. Can you videotape me? I want to talk about it. doesn't matter what's going on with me. Nobody cares about me. They care about that. And when that is being shown in what it really is without fancy lights and, and all of, I mean, look, this, there's all clips holding it together because this is our in-house display that when Jason is assembling these, he references this. And if he has to lift up the shoulder to take a look at how it's attached, he can. So these are our in-house displays. They're not Loctited or anything, but all of this has to be done in a real way. And I think that even how we promote and show things, it has to be real. So yeah, I, I think um, this is, it's fun for me and, and I don't want to ever be doing anything else. Well, I can tell you, well, I, I applaud you. I mean, thank you. <laughs> this, this is this is always fascinating having yeah. you come on. The little things you're always full of minutia. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, my well, wife says it's great. information, but fair enough, minutia. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, Sam so, the would look great in the entryway. Yeah. So definitely. before we wrap here, then, if people don't know where to go find you online. Plug We're away. www.kissreplicas.com. Um, all of our contact information is there. Um, we get a ridiculous amount of emails on a daily basis. Look, they're all valid questions. Don't get me wrong. But I tell everybody, look, I get it. We're in the digital age, texting and emailing and all of that. But look, I'm here for everybody Monday to Friday. And I take calls. Hours are all over the place now. The website says 9.30 Eastern until 3.30 Eastern. I'm literally taking calls until 5 o'clock Eastern time. And that's when I cut and I go back to the studio and I'm there for another hour working. Guys, call in. Let's talk about sizing. Let's make sure that you're getting exactly what you need from a fit standpoint. It's always a challenge for me to answer all of these emails because I do answer them personally, unless there are other ones that go to the process number. And then Rima answers them or, or Tom or whomever. But my point is, pick up the phone, give me a call. It's so much easier and more dynamic. If we speak on the phone, you get all the answers you need right away. You'll know if it's going to fit you, how it's going to fit you. And I'll also be able to tell you approximately when the turnaround is going to be in and around outside of what's being posted on the website. So it's www.kissreplicas.com. Awesome. David, you, you've always got 
an open invite to come back, talk about new stuff you're working on. You don't have to come just to sell something. You can just come here and talk cool kiss stuff because believe awesome. me, you, you, you are living it. I absolutely welcome the invite. I consider it a genuine privilege when you guys have me on. I I love it. I think you guys are doing God's work talking about Kiss the way you do. I love it. So thank you again for the invite. The, and the, the, the demons work, not the God's work. The demons work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's going to like that. Um, but I look forward to the next time I'm on. And the thing with me is I like coming on when I have something compelling to bring to the table. I think the sneakers is something cool. It's always great to look at the eye candy, you know, and talk about some of the projects that we've got going on. So hopefully in the next near future, we'll have some new stuff that, um, you know, warrants coming on and, and chatting with you guys about it. So I appreciate Definitely. the invite as always. And guys, I had a blast. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Well, as I said, it's always great having David on and conversations with him. I mean, Mark, you nailed it. You can tell the passion he's got for what he does. Yep. Yeah, like I say all the time, you know, I uh, no matter if it's somebody like Tom Shannon or somebody that just fucking loves what they do, it's infectious. You can't help but feel good because you know the product has got somebody behind it that, you know, loves what they're doing and they can't wait for other fans to geek out with them. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I love that excitement. He's just, he's the epitome of, of a great guy. You know, it's funny too, because yeah. even early today, you know, I, I asked Mike, like, who's the guest? Because that's what we do for show prep the day of we're like, you know, who's the guest? <laughs> who am I talking to? Today? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my first time. I'm like, Oh, hey, he's a like, fuck. Fuck. Can't wait to have him on. He's a great guy. You know? yep. so, yeah. Yep. It's true. Awesome stuff. And I tell you what, you know what, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, it's great when uh, when the KISS organization hands the keys to the kingdom who's, to somebody like him who really is so into it. Um, it's just the right thing. Yeah, it's just fun, you know, watching it progress. So yep. that's really cool. Um, so I think homework, which of the, and we should answer this, which of the KISS sneakers do you have your eye on? And... Uh, I got to tell you, when they first came out, I was like, oh, that the 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 spaceman looks very cool. I wasn't quite sold initially on Paul's, but now after seeing it here, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of really liking Paul's sneaker more than anything now. I think they're all cool, but yeah, I kind of I, I'd say the Paul and and the spaceman. Yeah, the, Paul, Paul was number one, Spaceman's number two for me. Yeah. Mark, what sneaker would you put on? I'm wearing my New Balance currently. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, I, you know what? That's not something that... That's not your collectible. You're not into that. Right? Yeah. That's, that's, don't, it's not your jam. That's... I, how do I put this? That's... I, I was looking... Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal incredible i loved how the the craftsmanship that was put into those but you know what when i was looking at just because i'm a collector geek those boxes look so fucking cool well yeah, you like, just want the boxes so 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 mark not which one would you want to buy but just which design did you like better of, of the four um hmm probably i i liked uh, eric's i really liked i thought that green really kind of Plus, you know what? When he when he put his hand over the Kiss logo, those would still be pretty badass to just go out in. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. So I would I would say uh, I would say Eric's 
um, just because I like the way that that green print on them. I thought it was cool. Uh, again, you know what? Um, I'm just being honest. It's not something I'd wear out. It's just not. But I can see other fans totally loving it. And that's look good with shorts. It, it just goes back to what we say on the show, you know, being honest about everything. You know what I mean? That's that. I, I saw those in a different way than I think a lot of other fans. I think a lot of other fans in an extremely cool way can't wait to wear those to a club or to a gig or I get it. You know what I mean? I was, I was looking at them through the eye of, I love that they look like they're, they were so well-made that they look great, you know, sitting. It's funny because I have a corner of my, again, I'm out in the, the waiting area in, in the lab, as I call it. But over in that corner, um, I've got a whole area that's dedicated to the current lineup. And it's really, really freaking cool. And I, that, as soon as I saw those, I'm like, boy, that would look fucking great. Those would look great Tom, over there. Tommy, Mark's got a wing in his house just <laughs> devoted to this era of the band. I mean, think about that, guys. Think about that Kiss fan. Mark just, has wings. It's disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing um yeah you know I, I i can't i can't wait to see those i would love to see those in person they look very very cool the other thing that i'm really excited about is the sammy serpent Wouldn't no i great getting like about a 12 would... inch one for oh, the desk no, no, no. I, I want one that'll fit here and i want a full size you one. want a full size one yeah, but I was thinking about it'd have to be at like like under eight feet because I, I that would look so cool down here. Like you would in your that, entryway. Well, no, down in the big because well, my house. If you walk, you know, there's I, no kiss stuff upstairs. upstairs. But the, yeah, if you go upstairs, that you, you don't know you're at my house. The second you walk into the basement, oh, you know it's my house. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. I I would love though to have one of the at least an eight foot serpent down, uh, down here. That would be fucking. Yeah, I, I, I am so excited to hear him say yes, that, that Sammy I, serpent is. Word of God, at my parents' graves, Michael, I was going to ask that question. Cause we, we talked about it last yeah. time. I'm like, is there an update? Yeah. I, yeah. That was going to be my parting question. I was like, cool. Mike answered it. Mike asked it. I was thinking about buying a pair of jean, the jean boots and turning them into lamps. <laughs> you know, one for my office and one for at home. Almost like the leg lamp. Go for yeah, it. Well, that's, that's yeah. got me thinking about it. Yeah, it would be cool. I, I still want the creature's boots. Yeah, spiked, spiked. spiked creature's boots. Yeah. And 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 I gotta tell you, little you know, only corny kiss fans will 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 get this. But when he said that the, the ones he made were destroyed in the fire, I kind of went, Oh, oh no. No, they didn't lose those boots in the fire. <laughs> only only a kiss fan would they, cry over a pair of kiss boots getting burned there you go but get, he can he can make more so it's going to be okay i know but still it it was just it's a little stab to the heart it's like god yeah damn it. um all right so you guys have your homework you you know where to go answer some questions um i'm trying to see do we have uh man we got no guests next week we we may be uh 
guestless. Yeah, we may be just going off the cuff here next. Oh, week. we're due for we're due for a what if or a, we'll come up with stuff during the week because so we can do a hit and run. We haven't done that. We can do a hit and run. We could also talk about Soul Station. Mm-hmm. We get Lisa on for that. You know, she'll be interested in that. I don't know. We'll Maybe. figure it out. If you got, there's another homework question. If we were to go on our own next week, what do you want us to talk about? Right. And, and, and please give us something we that we that. actually can talk about. Don't give us like something about what really happened in this band meeting. I don't know. We weren't in the band meeting. How the hell do we know what really happened? I get those questions all the time and I just kind of roll. I'm getting to the point where I'm just rolling my eyes. I'm like, what would we talk about? We weren't there. When I get those questions, I'm like, Brandvold knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, then they come to me and I go, I don't know, you might want to talk to Mark. Mark's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, the uh, wings are down by two already. Let's go We're midway. Well, then the what are you missing? Nothing. Yeah. I get that already. Uh, but <laughs> this is waiting to eat dinner. All right. All right. Yeah, so, okay, there's the truth. So, so if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. That's it. Three sides of the coin. We'll see everybody next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.